0: Hello, friends. This is episode seven of our lost coverage that was recorded over four months ago, uh-huh. I believe. So you're going to take a journey back into the past when we were different people. We didn't know so much about the world. We were a little young and naive. Madison wasn't there. Yeah, you
1: two are young and naive. That's
0: right. You <laughs> were out me. learning about the world.
1: I was. I was exploring. Yeah.
0: Like that place in, in Ace Ventura where he's like climbing all like thousands of steps to see the shaman <laughs> at the top. Yeah. That's where you were. That's where I was. And Turns out were... that's in Colorado. Yeah.
1: My calf muscles four months later are still, still rocking. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
0: Flex them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But enjoy this episode and look forward to episode eight and then nine and then 10 and then 11 Good and then 12 job, and then 13 Kit. and then 14. You can just fade out on this, Steve. Six- <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kit Laser, and I'm Steve. And this is streaming things, continuing our coverage of Lost. This time, episode seven, the moth. And also, yet again, no Madison. No Madison. She's still on She's vacation. She's still on
1: vacation. She's out seeing the world.
0: Yeah, give her a break. Yeah, let her live her life. Let her li- let her let this let her fly. Could be a
1: meme. Yeah, she deserves a vacay sometimes.
0: <laughs> People
1: have written me and DM'd
0: me like, "Where is Madison on TikTok?" Social media. I need my Madison. I know. She's a private person. Yes. You wouldn't believe that because she's on a podcast, but that's the case.
1: <laughs> we have been doing this for years, and we have only recently decided to give ourselves unto the algorithm. That's unto, true. Unto the, the... The The beast. The beast. She is. She has not adopted it yet. No regrets. Mm-hmm. No regrets. There no are single some, actually.
0: That's not all. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this time we're we're talking about Lost. We're keeping it going. If you're new, the shtick is I've never seen lost. Steve has. He's a big fan. I bought mm-hmm. his seasons. All six seasons of lost on Blu-ray from him. Uh, he did. He was downsizing at the time. And so Steve's a big fan. Uh, I'm new to it. That's the stick. So after each episode, we watch it. We record about. Have it.
1: you been using those Blu-rays? I doubt yeah. it.
0: Oh, you have. Oh, yeah, baby. Crack oh, really? Those. Crack those physical media, my dude. I got quite the collection now. Heck yeah! It's short for collection. How's that Blu-ray transfer? Hold up. Does it look good. It could be better. Mm, okay, but it holds up. I yeah. would
1: say it's not a 4K. Right.
0: So, it's a what? Was it a 1K? Is it a 2K? Uh,
1: it's how many 2K? K? How many Ks are in all of us? Anything but three would be fine. <laughs> Anything but three. Yeah, that's all <laughs> you need. Yeah.
0: That's Sweet the one amount you don't want to have. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our overall thoughts on this particular episode, and then we'll go into a play-by-play, scene-by-scene recap of it. Cap it all off with a couple fun games. we got Beach, Please. Beach, Please. Where Steve's going to talk about any kind of behind-the-scenes, making-of tidbits about the specific episode that he knows. got all the bits. And then Mile High Club Moments. We're going to talk about our three favorite moments of the episode, counting down from three to one. Then... Passenger Princess, our favorite performance of the episode, and then we're going to cap it all off with Lost and Found. We're going to keep track of every mystery as it unfolds. Has it been answered or is it still a question mark? We're keeping the show honest. So by the end of the series, we'll know for a fact Mm -hmm. how many mysteries were left completely unresolved.
1: And if we get to the end end of the whole series, we have a whole list of things that aren't resolved. You can go straight to Damon Lindelof and the people who
0: created Lost Like hey, Yeah. Streaming things told us. JJ, I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh my god, I'm over Star Wars. Not that. Oh, thank god. <laughs> you don't want to talk about anything but that. Please. <laughs> But I think it'll be like this video two years from now that I make going to go so viral talking about all the exact mysteries never answered by lost. Mm. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. You're going to get some fire traction oh, on that I in like if anyone's ever, four years. Yeah.
0: I don't know if anyone's ever. <laughs> by then the strike will be over. Uh, <laughs> so let's do this. We all, by the way, we support actors and writers getting paid fair wages. Pay your writers and actors. Damn it. It goes should go Is without that saying. Hard? It does not go without saying apparently, but it should. Pay people. I'm on strike. It's my strike hat. I like like your strike hat. Yeah, you're striking out studios. All right, Steve, what what are your overall thoughts on The Moth? Uh, The
1: show continues to just put out banger after banger. This is another really, really great episode. Very emotional Uh, continues to sort of upend what you think characters are with the flashbacks, Mm -hmm. adding more context to them. It makes Charlie a little bit more of a tragic figure than you would have thought maybe going in. And I think at the time, Chris, this, you know, this is a little bit of a beach, please thing, but I'm going to bring it out now for you at the time. This episode, when it came out was the highest rated episode at the time. So when it came out, this was the one that got the most praise like, Oh yeah, lost. This is, Wow, the moth! What an incredible episode, best one yet. Uh, so I'm interested to see if you agree with that assessment. Um, but yeah, it's just another you know wonderful episode, and Dominic Monaghan is center stage. He was probably maybe the biggest star of the cast at the time going into the series. Like he just gotten out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so people, I can see that. So he was he might have been the most recognizable star to the layman. Going in. And this was the first time you and he's already, he's like a an audience favorite right off the bat. You love him. He's funny. He's likable. Yeah. And so to finally have the episode about him, I could see why so many people would be like, Yes, I love this show. Dominic Monaghan, Charlie's my favorite character. Give me more of that, please, and thank you. Uh, what did you think about it?
0: I, this is one of the most beautiful episodes so far. I mean, we're only seven in, but, uh, this is up there. Top two. I think one of my favorites, you know, it's right up there with the, uh, with the lock episode, I think. Um, yeah, I was, I, I cried. You cried? I think it's maybe the second time that I've cried already in Lost, but Mm -hmm. right. I cried before, right? Yeah. You
1: cried in episode three,
0: I think. With the doggo. Yeah. Yep. This was, uh, but this was a hard one. I cried hard, Steve hard. This got to me. This was a good episode. I loved The Moth. The writing on this is uh, off the charts. It's so good. I was so pleased with this. So pleased. So let's dive right in. Let's dive into the meat and taters. What's taters? <laughs> We're about to tell you. Just stop being impatient, Smeagol.
1: Oh, Smeagol didn't interact with uh, Dominic Monaghan.
0: <laughs> we have to wait, precious. <laughs> uh <laughs> Charlie's playing guitar and he's detoxing hard, right? He's withdrawing Hard because he gave his drugs to Locke in exchange for his guitar. Locke wants him to take a walk, which uh we take a walk. Definitely wouldn't. When I was withdrawing, you take a walk. Take a fucking hike, buddy. Whoa. Leave me alone, Whoa, sir. <laughs> you get you get testy. Sure. Uh. Yeah. So he I guess he does that. We cut to Jack. He's being cold to Kate on the beach. He's mad that she didn't come to his cave. Right. I thought we were going to cuddle. What's going on? I had all these infrastructural plans I was going to go over with you.
1: Now I got it to remind myself of you as your mugshot. I've
0: been cuddling with Hurley. He's sweaty. He's sweaty. I have to be the small spoon. Oh, he's looking at her mugshot late at night. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only photo of her I have. Um, You know, Sawyer comes up. Hey, man, I want to share things with her, too. Already, you know. Oh, he's going to move into Jack's little... Yurt. He's making a sex (laughs) joke immediately upon entering the tent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's (laughs) yurt. Yeah, he's got... These nice dogs. I'm not gonna let them go to waste. I'm gonna make this place nice for you, for you, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very, very inappropriate, right? And then I love how he like waves by <laughs> <when> Jack. This
1: <leaves. laughs> his way is hilarious. I'm gonna stay here
0: with your woman in your and your house.
1: He just wants uh, to stick it to Jack for some reason. He's he's not all about the very, goody
0: two shoes lifestyle. He's very no. I think he's jealous. You know, he people treat Jack the opposite of how they treat him. Oh, he's absolutely jealous. Yeah? Instant love, admiration, and respect. He gets none of that, and so he leans into that because then he doesn't have to. Be confused or hurt by why he doesn't have it. This mm. is what I think is a defense mechanism. Mm. You know,
1: I'm I not even gonna. Might be right.
0: I'm not even gonna ask for affection. I'm gonna actually deny you the opportunity to give me any, so that I won't be disappointed that you're not giving it to me. Right? Checkmate, losers. We see a little bit of that in this episode. Um, we cut to Charlie alone in the trees. Something's growling. Something's shrieking. It's very upsetting sounding. Uh, it continues to do my favorite thing that the
1: show does, where you hear like a monster growl or noise and the first thing they go is lock yeah where are you vincent <laughs> is that you <laughs> is that you
0: <laughs> is that your stomach it's you like, should
1: get that checked out and then john like comes out of the the woods like yeah sorry i have my tummy
0: Who boy Ooh. shouldn't have ate that that, uh, that boar last night fish. holy shit <laughs> did you have some of jen's urchin holy fuck goes yeah. right through you <laughs> i've been in the loo all night <laughs> Well, we get a flashback and this time it's Charlie's episode. It's Charlie in a confessional booth. He's apparently Catholic, gives a hilarious confession to the priest. Hey, (laughs) relations with a girl I didn't know. I I lay with a woman last night. Okay, is that it? Well, I laid with another one. Then I watched while they had, you know, had relations with each other. Uh, And the priest is like, whoa. He was like, but. I'm in, a, I'm in a band, my dude. <laughs> yeah, Knocks him through the. <laughs> sounds awesome. Uh, he says, "Yeah, man, uh, I'm in a band. Things get crazy. I know what I got to do." because the the priest is like, you know, we all have a choice. Mm-hmm. We can choose to be cool uh,
1: <laughs> <and> <laughs> or not. Yeah, are you and, are you and, hip? You cool? And you're choosing
0: to be quite cool.
1: Um, and then Charlie's like, "Well, that settles it. Then I don't I don't <laughs> want to be cool. I'm wearing this really big scarf." Uh, I'm going to quit the band One of
0: them wasn't a lady It was me
1: It was very cool
0: <laughs> We all everybody Let people fuck <laughs> That's this priest position Yeah baby That's the uh, church of dudism um,
1: <laughs>
0: What was the What are priests
1: in dudism called Do they have priest names I thought they had like some fun little like They probably did the grand or something.
0: New information has come to light man that's well,
1: one of his lines. Oh, sorry this this will not stand, this, man. This
0: aggression will not stand, man. I got a drink here. Watch out! I got a beverage here. Yeah, that it is. there it is. Um, yeah. But he decides his choice is that he needs to quit the band to save his chastity. Right? Very Catholic, this Charlie. What? A, what a shock! Did you did you see that coming? I kinda, because you know repressed kind of stuff like that is how you end up, you know, being a little too hard of a partier. My theory, my theory, Mm -hmm. because I was pretty sheltered as a young kid and then shit got crazy. The more repressed you
1: are, the moment you get any sort of freedom, you just go a little too hog
0: wild. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. And then when my dad went to prison and my mom was bipolar, so she was just like more interested in being my friend than my mom. Yeah. It's like, give me one of them cigarettes, mom. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're not going to like it. You know, shit got crazy. And then you're like, I fucking love it. I didn't. But, you know, it's weird how people get addicted to cigarettes because it's all marketing, right? It's just like wanting to look cool because for the first like couple packs, it's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Until you get addicted to nicotine and you kind of get used to the smoke and then it's more enjoyable. But kind of wild. Like that first puff. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Why anyone would take two puffs is, is beyond me. It's all marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's for slide. a sec,
1: for, for a hot minute, I, I, I fashioned myself like, oh, if I was going to smoke, I would not smoke a cigarette, mm. I would smoke a pipe.
0: Oh, that, like that would like be a, cool! Like,
1: I'd be in a library with a corn, like, a, not a corncop pipe, but like a very, like, a gentleman's pipe. Oh, he and I'd be some ass
0: for the rest of us. You better
1: not. <laughs> I'd be wearing a robe and some slippers, yeah, yeah, like just a smoking jacket away. Yeah, I had like honey roasted tobacco that i put into it and i'm like yeah and then after like three times of doing that i'm like i don't really like this
0: i smoked pipe tobacco <laughs> in high school for a minute too because i was also a douchebag
1: <laughs> i wanted to tell people how much i loved hemingway
0: i just wanted to go gashy eh? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to really kind of. How much I loved Hemingway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really just wanted to chew on the end of the the, the pipe and just uh-huh. be like, mm, I'm lost in thought.
0: Hmm. Ooh, Connery a little bit there. Mm, Kiki. <laughs> My tits are back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to this day. I'm in a I've league of extraordinary gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever heard you say that quote. I don't even know what it's from. <laughs> it's from uh, the Venture Brothers. Uh, but yes, uh, he decides to quit. He goes out. His bandmate slash big brother, Liam, Liam, is out there hanging out in the church, being disrespectful. Right. And he says, hey, you're not quitting. We've been signed to a label. You're going to be a rock god. Baby brother. Baby brother. Uh, cut back to Charlie in the present day, running from whatever beast that is. And then Locke had set like a little piggy trap with suitcase and counterweights and whatnot. Strings up the pig. He used him as bait. You make excellent
1: bait, Charlie. Yeah, it's kind of like I love Locke's thought. Go for a walk. This had to happen. Locke is in the cave. He makes eye contact with Charlie across from the cave. He's like, oh man, drug addict guy? He's definitely uh, going through some relapse. He's He's going through a hard time. He's pungent. This is my opportunity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can take advantage of his state of mind. It's wild. Uh, And he says, Charlie says, give me my bloody drugs. Lost. Da da da. But then Locke tells him, hey, look, man, all right, it's all about choice. Okay? So I'm going to give you three times. You can request your drugs from me. And just to be clear, this was the first time. And on the third time, I will give them to you.
1: Hmm, drugs I will give ye if only you ask me questions three.
0: (laughs) That's right. It'll be these questions three drugs. Uh, and if I was Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. The real, the realistic
1: approach is Charlie. Like, give me my drugs. Give me my drugs. Give me my fucking drugs
0: <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yes, but Charlie ponders it because Locke's an, an imposing figure. You know, he's actually pretty scary in this episode like i wouldn't cross him Mm -hmm. you know tell me more about that moth
1: blog is also kind of being like he's propping charlie up too he's like hey you're stronger than you realize sure like you you can do this i
0: believe in you but any real junkie worth his salt would be like shut up you bald fuck give him to me
1: you just use me as (laughs) bait you asshole i'm stressed the fuck out
0: (laughs) i will snort these drugs right off your cheeks right now Get him, dummy. I wouldn't like that, Charlie. <laughs> you say it calmly. I wouldn't enjoy that. I wouldn't like that at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, Cut back to Saeed uh, making three antenna. That's what his plan is. He's telling Boone. Boone's trying really hard to understand <laughs> the plan. We didn't get to see Boone last time. Yeah. Boone's like, great plan, but
1: for. Some people who may not have understood. For could the you, layman. Could you say it again,
0: but slower and with smaller words? So his plan. I'm a gorgeous man. Is to triangulate. Right? Don't hate triangulate. That's right. That's his campaign. His whole campaign was run on this plan, so he's got to execute it well. Uh, but there's two drawbacks to his plan, right? One of which is that all of the antenna need to be turned on at the same time because they only got about a minute to catch this signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to use fireworks. They're going to use like Roman candles. Thank God for fireworks, smugglers, Chris. (laughs) Thank goodness for those folks. Uh, But also the second problem is that he's going to need a battery because the battery in the transmitter, the transceiver, is dead. So they need to find like an old laptop or something, maybe a robust vibrator that might still have a large enough battery to power the transceiver. And who's the one person on the island that would definitely have both of those items? Sawyer, baby. (laughs) So Kate goes to Sawyer to ask for one. and she gives him a bunch of shit like this is why Nobody likes you. And he's like, you got me pegged. And I was thinking, I wish <laughs> I've been having this dream since four years ago. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be pegged by Evangeline Lilly? Who among us? Who among us? No, I'm just kidding. That's not what it's talking about at all. Uh, But yeah, she basically says, You know, you suck. Nobody likes you. Nobody's ever loved you.
1: I pity you. And
0: he's like, Damn. You can tell it kind of does actually hurt him. Yeah. And so he just gives her the battery. It's like all you had to do was say, Please. Yeah, this is a Charlie episode, but there's low key some deep um, Sawyer things going on here, I think. Mm -hmm. Some more like humanity to Sawyer in this episode than we've ever seen before. Good and bad. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. which is good, I think, for narrative
1: reasons. Yeah. Sure.
0: We cut to Hurley and Jack uh, bringing stuff into the cave. Charlie wants to help. Immediately spills the the suitcase that doesn't have a zipper on it. And what's it full of? Pills, baby. Pills, baby. So he's like, oh, I'll I'll pick all this up. You guys go on about your day. And immediately finds some good juicy ones. He finds some diazepam. Diazepam. Which is uh, off-brand Valium. I want some diazepam. That would actually help his withdrawals quite a bit. But it wouldn't help his his dependency on pills. Mm -hmm. On medication. That's probably
1: why he was like, yeah. I want this diazapan. Yeah, and need, Jack was like, uh, <laughs> what do you want the- that, it's not going to help a headache. Hey guy, by uh, the way, it would, what do you, uh, I got it. I, you don't need, you don't
0: need that. There you are a few that? things that pop in a couple valium won't help. I can't what? think of any right now. Yeah. It's, it's that short of, a th- of, of items. Yeah, yeah. Lay, lay some scenarios out to me and I'll, I'll say yay or nay on whether volume would help.
1: Uh, let's say, uh, uh, rickets. What's that?
0: I don't know. You just said a random word. Rickets
1: is a thing. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Your taxes are a lot.
0: Yeah. Volume. Helpful.
1: Uh, You're losing your hair. Yes. Rickets.
0: Yes. Rickets
1: is a disease of children caused by vitamin D deficiency. (laughs) I knew it was a real thing. Just like how I quickly googled it while asking you other things, so I can can circle back.
0: As a parent, that would help. I don't know if it would help the child. (laughs) But he no, wouldn't. no, no,
1: Chris. You have said it would help the child. You, give your child.
0: <laughs> Dianzapam. <laughs> Dianzapam. You wouldn't give as much of a fuck about the rickets. I can tell you that. That's you true. Know? Yeah. You know, I'm feeling pretty chill about this rickety situation I'm in. <laughs> Cut to another flashback, and it's Liam convincing Charlie to stay in the band, right? Like, hey, you're my brother. This is what we do. You're going to be a rock god. And then yeah, Charlie writes the music and Liam sings. He is the whole band. His, Liam says, you are. Everybody, (laughs) everybody. you are a drive shaft, right? And then Charlie says, okay, but if I say we're done, we're done, right? And no more orgies. And Liam's like, yeah, for sure. With his fingers crossed. For (laughs) sure,
1: buddy. Definitely going to scale back on the OGs.
0: Charlie's like, no, did you know a priest was in that orgy? That's how crazy it got. was like, I, I knew the whole time. He's I, following I, I, us. <laughs> when are we going to hang out, guys? So what are we doing tonight? Why is Tony in this orgy? It's Tony time. What
1: do you think I've been doing this whole time? I need some, some downtime myself.
0: <laughs> he couldn't find a hole if his life depended on it. He would miss every time. Sniper Tone, I'm cutting through this party like I- <laughs> hot <laughs> knife through butter
1: i wouldn't know uh, the difference between a vagina and a hole in the ground <laughs>
0: <laughs> good thing i got blue chew <laughs> i bought it from joe rogan my little blue friend <laughs> <laughs> We cut to uh, Jen in the present day, still has half a handcuff on his wrist. Son's worried about his wrist. And he's like, what are you wearing? It's indecent because she's just in like a camisole. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's like, she stands up to him finally. It's like, it's too
1: hot. It's too hot, man. We're on a beach. Shut the fuck up. You You, insecure prude. You just got arrested for beating up somebody on the beach. I think. Me wearing summer clothes is the least of our concerns.
0: Yeah. You got beach arrested. Yeah. You dumb beach. You dumb beach. Also, the guy you beat up saw all my assets <laughs> and I feel like he liked it. Not going to lie to you. I kind of did too. Yeah. yeah. They become, At least someone <laughs> likes seeing my assets. They become polyamorous. <laughs> the Jen's arc is going to be wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we cut to Hurley bringing him his guitar. Um, Cause I, I guess it left it somewhere in the way. And, uh, and it, he wants to talk to him about drive shaft and shit. And Harley's like, "No, nah, the guitar was just in the way, man. And have fun. Um, and then Charlie goes in on Jack. He's like, you know what? He's, you don't know me. Do you think I'm useless? I do all kinds of shit. I'm a rock God. And he starts screaming and Jack the whole time is trying to calm him down. Like, Hey man, what's wrong with you? You okay? Jack's such a nice guy. Uh, but at that moment, his screaming triggers a cave in. Mm-hmm. Charlie makes it out, but Jack's trapped inside. And so survivor's guilt, they all freeze. And I love how Hurley's like, make sure you tell Kate. Yeah. It seemed really unnecessary. Yeah, They
1: send Charlie to go to the beach to get help so they can start, you know, getting Jack out of the cave. But yeah, make sure you tell Kate in case everyone forgot they are the love interests of the
0: show right now. She will be emotionally invested in this information. Just letting you know. You bet. So you bet. You better tell her. She also has a lot of experience. Uh, She was a minor, I think. A yeah. coal miner, a coal miner. Maybe I that's why she black was on the run. Yeah, yeah. Fracking. Yes, it's been fracking. <laughs> uh, working on uh, freeing Jack is what we get next. People start showing up to help. Um, that's not at all what's next. Oh no, Kate. So Kate and Saeed are talking Kate, about the triangulation plan. Kate and Saeed are walking. They're and, talking about how bad the plane crash is. I am vindicated because <laughs> you remember when I was like, "There's no way they would survive this crash." Yeah, this terrible writing. and you were like, uh, "I don't know." Well, mm-hmm. Saeed's confused, too. Look, I don't know how we're not a scratch on us. The whole fucking tail of the plane fell off. We went spinning through. I think pretty sure we were in space. Yeah.
1: And somehow we're also alive. We should not have survived
0: this wreck. So there's something. No one about is that. this lucky. That's right. We cut to Boone and Shannon. I forgot about Shannon. Uh, Charlie. Did, <laughs> and then Charlie runs up. This seems really funny because she he, Charlie's telling everybody about the cave and Kate's not there. Yeah, we need help. Uh, we need help. And, and he tells Michael as well, too. And then there's two other guys we've never met before who apparently have never met the other characters either. Yeah. It's so clumsy. Yeah, I love Michael's like- I'm Steve and Scott. Yeah, I love
1: Michael's like, hey, it's Scott, right? And he's like, no, I'm Steve, this is Scott. And then this dude like pops up from behind
0: him. <laughs> Hi there, um, I was in the fuselage. We're all wearing red shirts. (laughs) We all, everybody, Uh, and then yeah, he tried Boone decides he needs to go help the cave in, but he tries to explain the very important job he has of turning on the switch and firing the Roman candle or the whatever it's called. Uh, What's it called? The ones that go. I don't know. Really? Russell Jimmys? I don't know. God damn it. Who's crdooms? Whiz bangs. Who's, Who's You mean to tell me? You ain't got no whistling kitty chasers? <laughs> um, yeah, I only so like the, snakes and sparklers. The,
1: the plan is, so like Boone was going to be in home base. Yeah. And they have the triangulation They're triangulating. There. Uh, uh, Saeed and Kate are going to the woods. Kate's going to stop somewhere. Saeed's going to further away. Said would launch his rocket. Mm-hmm. Kate would launch her rocket. Boone will launch his rocket, and then once all three rockets are set,
0: then they turn on their stuff. Then they flip the Swiss niche. Exactly. So he's trying to explain that to Shannon, and she doesn't look like she's listening super closely. She's like, so yeah, flip the switch. Sure. <laughs> yeah, totes, bro. Uh Boone's not confident, but he's got to go help the cave in. And then uh Sawyer is like, I'll tell Kate. Mm-hmm. And what's sad is he's sincere. Yeah. He's like, I will tell Kate. I'll let her know. I know where they're at. He runs off to tell Kate. We get another flashback.
1: But he does have one little dig on poor Charlie. Like his arc is he doesn't feel useful. And Sawyer's little dig is keep doing whatever it is you do around here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like heroin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well,
1: that was the thing I used to do around here.
0: <laughs> I he said I should keep doing it, Locke. We cut back to <laughs> uh, a show of Drive Shaft. We finally get the actual. Uh, you all, everybody. And I didn't know they were going to like, they're kind of a lame, like 90s band, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like uh, Counting Crows or something.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, again, this is a you all, everybody tidbit, but the basis of Drive Shaft is Oasis. Oh really? That's the inspiration for them is uh because Oasis is also from Manchester. Oh. That's supposed to be the the
0: the main and they're two brothers, yeah, and that argued and split up. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I loved Oasis. I know they're I assholes. I, I love the music, yeah, but they are assholes. Champagne supernova in the sky. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, <laughs> he's angry at his brother because he's like, oh, I sing the chorus after the show. Liam's he's getting loaded. He's high. He's taking the wrong cues in the, in the songs. But I thought the audience wanted it, baby brother. Don't worry, it won't happen again. And then Liam has some dope, closes the door with a groupie and, and Charlie's upset. Don't worry, baby brother. Chill, baby brother. Shh. You don't want none of this.
1: And the and the priest is also behind him, like, chill.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of Walk Hard. When Get out letters. of here, dude. You don't want none of this shit. <laughs> We're smoking reefer. I think I do want some of that. Uh, <laughs>
1: Does it does it make you want to have sex? Make sex even better.
0: Hello, <laughs> love Tim Meadows. Meadows. Uh, and then we cut back to they're still working on free and Jack. It's when everybody's starting to show up to dig him out. Michael finally has an expertise he can offer. Eight don't, years of construction. Don't touch any of the rocks. I got eight years of construction. Oh, this is a load bearing wall. Into like random construction terms. Um, and then you guys got a permit for this. And then he, can, <laughs> he goes around the corner. You got to dig here. That's the only place that's safe. Even all though right, it's we not need to safe organize
1: unions. We need f- every every hour. We get a 15 minute break. Four of us are going to just stand here. That's how we usually do
0: it on my job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hurley, you're in charge of putting out the cones
0: and nothing else. <laughs> Deal. The cones will remain there at inopportune times. Somebody flag around traffic. Uh, Sawyer, uh, finds Kate, like, she, like he said, they would. And before he can tell her where Jack is, she goes, I'm not interested in anything you have to say, right. Or what makes you think I would be. And the look on his face, he's so hurt. And he's yeah. like, you know what? I was going to be cool for once. This is why I don't try that. Fuck this shit. Yeah. So he's like, you know, I was just going to hang out with you guys. Go help you with the antenna thing. Yeah. You said, I
1: don't help. This is
0: me helping. So he wants to save that info for later when it's, it's more harmful. That's mm-hmm. his whole plan. Uh, we cut to lock butcher in the pig. Charlie walks up ostensibly to tell him about Jack, but he's like, why aren't you with them? Seems like you could be helping move rocks or something. Are you here to ask me for your heroin? I feel like you're here to ask me for your heroin. I want my bloody stash lock. And then he's like, you know what, man? You see this cocoon? And again, as a former heroin addict, I have to say, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Can I snort that cocoon? Shut up bald man give if it to I, me If I eat that
1: cocoon am I going to hallucinate
0: Yeah can we uh, what's that is that Diazepam like, cocoon? Oh
1: sweet dude you you tell me all about the cool like jungle
0: uh, hallucinogenics we can do is cocoon a euphemism meaning you've got my dope because give it to me cocoon <laughs> yeah, would saying, you like some cocoon I'd like to snort some <laughs> cocoon right now uh, but no he tells a beautiful story that doesn't it's one of those my favorite little like parable stories where it's, at first it's something that's like completely irrelevant and then they bring it back into their point I love those moments I try to work them into my actual life it doesn't work as well because people get impatient
1: yeah they just walk <laughs> away from you yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're like okay that's not what I'm talking about at all man <laughs> I just asked where the restroom was. He's like, yeah, man, this isn't a butterfly. This is a moth, which should get more credit because they're faster. They're stronger. Uh, and uh, they got know, bars. I want to I could poke it with my knife right here and help it get out of this cocoon. But no, if I did that, it wouldn't be strong enough to survive. The struggle is nature's way of strengthening. And he pulls out the dope shows it, waves it in his face. Right. Um, he's like, if you ask it for me one more time, I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. OK, give it to me. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. Cut to them, digging for Jack. Jack's groaning, finally. They get a little hole. They can kind of hear him. Mm. Uh, he asks about Charlie, because that's what a good guy is. He's pinned under a boulder, fighting for his life. Charlie was with me. And now he's got a reason to be out of breath. Yeah, had, yeah understandably. There's not a lot of oxygen in there. Um, and he's pinned down, too. That we, can't help. No, it doesn't help at all. We cut back to Saeed and Kate, and Saeed has to leave her there. And he's like, you know, hey, Sawyer, if you want to help climb up the tree, put the antenna. And he's like, sure, you're going to be OK. I don't trust him with you. And Kate's like, I'll be fine. He's real he's real grabby and flirty. But other than that, it's no big deal. We cut back to a Michael who finally, finally corrects Hurley. They're not Chinese, man. They're Korean. <laughs> uh, and you can see, uh, you know, son's like, thank you. You know, thank
1: <laughs> just, you. just thank you. Fuck, I hate
0: the Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Charlie, they realize somebody's got to go in for Jack because he's pinned in there. They can't dig anymore. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out, but Charlie offers to go do it. He's like, look, everybody else here has family, friends here. I'm alone. Mm -hmm. You know, you all, everybody. I'm just me. Let me do this. I wish he would just try to work his main song chorus into the conversation as much as we pretend he does. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I really hope in this moment, I, like it would have been so funny in this moment if Scott or say a Steve was like, Holy shit. You're in drive shaft. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: as he's halfway in the hole.
1: Wait, before you go in the hole, can you sign something for me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. My pecs. Um, and then, yeah, Charlie offers to go in. They, they agree. We cut to Sawyer asking Kate why she likes Jack. They've got time to wait and sit for five o'clock. Cause she's waiting on five o'clock. Exactly. Uh, and he's like, I could be the doctor. Doc- Bitches love doctors. <laughs> Give me a couple of Band-Aids and a bottle of peroxide. I could run this island. Um, and she's like really dismissive of that. Like, what would you do? You're a real piece of shit. Yeah. And it hurts his feelings. You can tell. And at that point, he's like... Uh, Dad, I wish Jack could have survived a couple more weeks or, you know, something like that. Like,
1: I'm like, I'm pretty cool. Like, I'm just as good as Jack. But if Jack had survived a few more weeks, you would have figured that out yourself. Yeah,
0: that's what he says.
1: Uh, Didn't I tell
0: you? He did. (laughs) He got himself buried in that cave in. And she leaves him the bottle rock bottle rocket. Oh, that's it. Oh, uh, Wes Anderson. Goodness, yeah. <laughs> she leaves him the bottle rocket and runs off. Now you have someone else to pity. And you're thinking, oh, no, that mission's very important. Now it's in the hands of Sawyer and Shannon. And, he, and they do like a
1: nice little tight of Sawyer's face. And he a sad boy. For sure. He a sad boy. He is not happy with his decisions. He
0: wanted to turn a new leaf, and she wouldn't let him. She was mean. But it's his fault, because she's got expectations of him that he's set. You know? Mm-hmm. Sad. I mean, it's all his fault. Cut to Charlie preparing to climb in, but first we get another flashback, and it's Liam, super loaded, sitting with groupies everywhere. He missed sound check and rehearsal. What a dick. And, uh, and then he blows up on Charlie. I didn't really like this scene. It's a little too on the nose. It didn't have the emotional weight that I needed it to have for the breakdown of Charlie, because he's just like, if you're not in the band, then what good are you? And it's like, if you're brothers, you, it's just a... Fuck you. I am the whole band. You know, that wouldn't hurt his feelings that I'm much. telling mom. I didn't get the, You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get, like, the emotional place that Charlie was in necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so he sits I'm, there. I'm
1: glad they didn't have him sit there and do the drugs. He picked it up and just contemplated it. And started weeping, though. Yeah. because. Uh, but I, I, I do like how you... At least I would infer that he didn't do the drugs then and there. It was just something he like. It was a
0: seed that was planted.
1: Yeah, it, and it led to what eventually happens. I'm glad because again, yeah, you're right. If he was just like, oh yeah, I'm not in the band, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, that
0: doesn't make any sense. Right? Yeah, it's uh, it's you're led to believe that at some point very soon he gives it a little tasty taste, you know. This episode was brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, you know what's good for you, but your brain gets in the way and you just can't quite pull it off. Like when you're trying to fall asleep at night, you know, you gotta get up at 7 a.m. You gotta work. You wanna go to the gym before work, but at 3 a.m., you're just thinking about hippopotamuses. Hippopotami. I don't know how to pluralize it. It doesn't matter. You get the idea. So sometimes your brain's getting in its own way. You know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's Holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. You can help find the blocks in your life that are getting in your way, and BetterHelp can get you there. It can match you up with a licensed therapist to help meet your needs. If you don't like your therapist, you can switch free of charge at any time. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash streaming things.
1: Gobble Gobble Stream Fiends. It is the month of November and thus comes Thanksgiving if you celebrate it here in the States, but it's a month where we want to take a step back and just really appreciate and be thankful for everything that we have here at Streaming Things. One of the many things that we are thankful for are our patrons at all tiers, but especially our super patrons, which we shout out each and every month here on the podcast. Let's get to it. We are thankful for you, Sydney B, Becky the Farmer, Kaylee Sampson, Stanton Valentino, Anthony Corona, and Infamous. Brent Stradamus. It's a great name. Sunshine. Huckleberry Cauliflower. Optimus. Mike from New Hampshire. Brett X. Emily Scarano. Lil Tinkler. Svento Seven. Jace Gramo. AK. Ashley Ray. Adam Busby. Wendy Laughlin. Jason Hawkins. Big but horny. Got an upgrade. Conrad. Rabbit Dog in a Barbie car. Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez. Charlie Friday. Alexis Adler. Emmy. Joe Velez. Valerie. John Collins. Amanda King. Trisha Bueller. Son Loving. Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jadine Klitch Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Ashley
0: Powers, Stephen the Fifth, McCain, and Enza. And with that, let's get back to the show. Gobble gobble. So we cut back to Charlie. He's crawling through the little tunnel for Jack, and it starts a rumbling. And they're like, "Run, Charlie! Run! Go!" And he's the whole cave's in again. And Walt's like, "Hey, fall down." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Walt. <laughs> Enunciate. Uh, and th- I love the moment where Jack looks up, sees Charlie there with like a flashlight, and Charlie goes, I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> and it makes them both laugh. Like, it's a really good moment. Yeah.
1: Um, it's sweet, because the last time they saw each other, they were fighting and yeah. arguing,
0: and now they're just happy that they're both alive. Even though they're both gonna die yeah uh cut to kate showing up and everybody oh kate's here and i hated this scene too i know i love this episode as a whole but like at the time it was frustrating because it's like everybody's just treating them like that's her wife and they have been like he's not coming back from the war and it's like (laughs) they barely know each other they're just flirting a little bit and you do have way more information that needs to be told to her to like allay her fears a little bit faster yeah but instead you all just freeze and look at her and she's like where's jack and they all just freeze and look at each other Mm-hmm. It takes a long beat for Hurley to be like, he's in there. And then she's like, is he alive? And it's like, yes, you mm-hmm. know he is. But they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why are you all being drama queens this, this at this is, important juncture? This is why Joanna died a couple episodes <laughs> yeah. ago. It's a lot of people like mm, she's in there. <laughs> Meaning the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but like I, I wish Michael at least would have like kind of stepped in, like, we're, we're trying to think of a new plan because of the cave-in, we don't want it to cave in even exactly. More. There's info. Yeah.
0: Uh, but instead, she's just like another long beat. Why is nobody digging? And I'm like, same question I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're all like plotting like a new, do we just Say goodbye. Uh, (laughs) Is that Scott or Steve? We got a new Adam and Eve already. Yeah, they're (laughs) trying to figure out who they are. Uh, We cut back to Inside the Cave. Jack's shoulder is dislocated, so he has Charlie. Classic uh, TV and film trope, the old a shoulder relocation move where you Mm -hmm. just yank the old arm. Just give it a nice little tug. I've been led to book my dad had his shoulder dislocated and this kind of thing would happen to action heroes all the time when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. They would like just slam their shoulder against the wall, like, ah, it's back in. And my dad always said fight people again.
0: It's not the wildest thing. Like you can do that, but it's extremely excruciating, like debilitating pain that actually alleviates once it's back, is what I've been told. Um so like it's more of a constant screaming when they do it would actually good. be like helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, it's always the opposite. It's always them like grab my hand. And then it's painful when they do. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of reversed. But yeah, just a small thing. It might not even be true. I've never experienced it. But at I want to try it. Yes. I'll go get a hammer real quick. <laughs> I don't think that's how you do it. No, I'll get I'm the just hammer. Shatter my Chris, shoulder bone. I'll
1: get the hammer.
0: We don't need a hammer. I, well, I got it. We need to pull it out of the socket. Uh, I love that the YouTube watchers just see you trying to perform audio humor you know what I mean (laughs) but they could see you still in frame the whole time yeah Um, in the flashback Charlie visits a my notes are goofy visits a square Liam a square (laughs) (laughs) he's moved on with his life he's got spectacles now yeah you can tell he's a square because he's got glasses yeah he's got a kid four eyes literally wearing a fucking sweater vest and spectacles
1: he could have answered the door like holding like a nice warm cup of tea he should have had a
0: a pipe he was smoking he's like Oh, Charlie, I was just reading The New Yorker. Come on in with me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come to help me with uh, four across on the old crossword?
1: Oh, Charlie, my boy, come on in. I've got a hot game of Scrabble set up here.
0: Uh, the priest is in there. Hello, Charlie. Hello.
1: He's also got a cup of tea. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, anyway, he's, he's got a family and such now, and he's in Australia. That's why Charlie was in Australia. He was yeah. there to beg Liam to restart Drive Shaft. And he blames him for being a drug addict, and they they allude to a little bit of the stuff we didn't see, like you know running around Europe, fiending for a fix, you know. Mm,
1: apparently, Liam missed said, the birth of his first child because they were getting stumbling high, stumbling around the streets. Yeah. Dresden, I think he said, like it yeah. was in Germany. Yeah, and uh, it's really sad because like yeah, so Charlie's saying, hey, the record deal wants to for us to go on tour. We're going to start Drive Shaft again, but they'll only do it if you sign on, and Liam doesn't want to because. You know, apparently he doesn't want that life anymore. He doesn't want the life anymore. He just wants to be normal. He's 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 kicked his habits. I bought this sweater vest. I bought this whole ass sweater vest. Let's get up. Like I'm not my look, my vision's perfect. It's look, just part of my new persona. I have a sprinkler going off in my yard to keep it green. OK, that's how much I care about my yard. I don't even okay? live here. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes. This is
0: the priest's house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> 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 it's Caleb Brimbor. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, Telling me where's Gandalf? And it's very sad because eventually, you know, Liam's like, "Hey, man, Sydney has some great programs. We can get you the help that you need." And Charlie's like, "You did this to me. You did this to me."
0: Yeah, you gave me the dope. That was your dope. I snorted.
1: Yeah, and and I love this. He walks away from Liam. Liam's like, "No, babe, babe, don't go, babe. No,
0: I got a plane to catch. I got a plane to catch."
1: The, The shot of him walking away from Liam is. So out of place because the way they film it, they film it in slow motion. He like puts his sunglasses on and it looks like he's it looks like Liam's about to explode and Charlie's <laughs> not going to look back because he's too cool to look at back and explode. So,
0: you know <laughs> it what I was yeah, one of those. It was a John Woo moment. Yeah. A dove flies by <laughs> dueling motorcycles. Uh, we cut back to the present and Jack and Charlie are in the cave. Jack knows that he's a drug addict, you know, and he's like, hey, man, you, you know, okay? how long? How long has it been? I don't know what you're talking about. And so he admits, you know, that he's withdrawing Um, and he's like, no. So now, you know, I'm useless and a junkie. And I love this line. It's another hilarious line um, because he says, no, man, you're not useless. You came in here to get me. That took a lot of guts. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to forget that. And Charlie's like, oh, for the rest of our lives, you're going to remember that? (laughs) The implications that they're about to die. And so they both have a good dark chuckle about that. Mm Uh, and then he says, "Hey, it reminds me of a confessional booth. It's, conf-
1: it's yeah, claustrophobic and dark. And then Charlie. and the priest is here. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys still into orgies? <laughs> no, man.
1: Weird place, but I'm. I got the invitation. <laughs> no one's talking about infrastructure, so <laughs> I can get in
0: there. Charlie sees a moth." The titular moth flying around the cave, which means it got in there somehow. and he Was that starts the to same look, moth that John Locke showed him? I think it was. Mm-hmm. It's out of the cocoon, baby. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Kate. She won't take a break. She's digging for Jack. Hey, man, take a break. He's not that cool. No, I can't. <laughs> uh, and then cut back inside. Charlie sees some, I see some light. He starts crawling out. And then he busts out of his cocoon. Did you see that? The visual metaphor of him coming through the ground? Yep. Mm -mm. Love it. Love Uh, it. Cut back to Charlie and Jack just show up behind all of the people digging. Hey, it's the doctor. (laughs) Pregnant lady, fall down. That happened three (laughs) days ago, Walt. Quit talking about it. It's like somebody pulled the string on your back, and that's all you say. (laughs) Reach for the sky. (laughs) There's a snake in my boot. Charlie
1: had found I, a way I, out I love that uh, Whenever movies or TV shows Do this thing Where like Characters are trying to Oh, oh the dude's trapped in here And they just like Wander up behind him, like What are you guys doing Like that That trope Makes me laugh every time Love it I love I it. I think Indiana Jones and the
0: Last Crusade has the best example of it. But they didn't even really play it, like, like play it up in this. Uh, it's true they didn't. They, they could have used it. It was a real jokey thing, but it was more of a. I, I this is where I think could, we could have had that moment, but fucking Walt, fucking Walt, <laughs> it's the Doctor. No time for love, Doctor Jones. And I love how <laughs> this made me cry. That's how dumb I am. Because Jack's like, Charlie found a way out, knowing that he feels like a useless person, right? And then everybody's like, oh, way to go, Charlie. And like Hurley gives him a big hug. My dude. And I started crying. Because we all want purpose in life. We all want to feel effective. Yeah. Um, And that was really sweet that Charlie
1: got that. And Jack was like, hey, Charlie saved my life. Because, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, Jack, somehow you also saved Charlie. Dope.
0: right, Right. No, Charlie's the hero of this story. Yeah. Don't look at me. Uh, we cut to the fireworks going off. Shannon's like shit, 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 even though she saw the signal immediately and went to do what she was asked. Hey, she she did it. she did her job. She did it, surprising yeah. everybody. Uh, she lights hers, and then there's a long beat where Saeed's waiting because he thinks it's Kate and saw your lights, his. Ooh, what a guy! He did it. he did the job? But then, right at the last second, as he's about to find the source of the signal, frustratingly, a mystery person knocks Saeed the fuck out with a giant branch. What the fuck? What? Who is that? Who knocked him out? Is it Dapper Man? I
1: don't know. Who could
0: it be? Jack's dad? The wrong kid could it died. Be Adam inside. and Eve. It,
1: well, could, it can't be Adam and Eve. They're dead. They're dead. Could it be just a boar with a stick? Like, like, we, we have unionized and gotten weapons. <laughs> there's a there's a deleted scene off, like off camera where like you know the scene from uh, 2001 where the apes discover like bones. It's yeah, just, like boars doing the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> turr, turr. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Isn't that uh, That's fucking Ric Flair's music, isn't it? It is. The Nature Boy. Is it from 2001 first, or is it like a classical piece?
1: N- that's a classical piece of music. It's not even from 2001. That's just yeah. a
0: classical piece of music that existed before any of those like things. Like Flight of the Bumblebee type shit. Yeah. So in 2001, Ooh. nobody at some point is just goes... Yeah, that would
1: be so funny. Like, you see the monolith, and, but then the monolith is actually a door, and Ric Flair comes out in his robe, <laughs> like, woo,
0: Styling and profiling, baby! I'm the, the nature boy! I'm the ape fighting! <laughs> Space Mountain! <laughs> oldest ride, longest line! Woo! Uh, <laughs> But so Saeed's knocked out. We cut to Hurley. He sees Charlie has the flu, which is what Jack covers for him. and says he's like, oh, man, that sucks. What a dude. Almost died in a cave in and you got the flu. What a shitty day. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah,
1: Charlie, or, uh, Hurley's like, I'm going to go to the other side of the cave. I don't get any of the flu.
0: I don't want that. No, nah, yeah, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then Charlie's looking at Locke. He's fiending, right? He says, like, I'm going to go take a walk, stretch my legs. Uh, cut real quick to Walt. Who's asking his dad? Hey, I want to. I want to live in this cave. This place I is dope. I don't want to be a beach person anymore. And Michael looks over at son and meets eyes like, I don't know, man. I got a lot of sexual tension with the lady. <laughs> <laughs> and her dad, her husband, already beat the shit out of me. So I know that's not going to go well. Yeah, there's not a lot of points of escape if he decides to beat me up again. But he's looking at her for a long moment, like it might be worth it. Uh, we cut to uh, Kate making Jack a sling. He's like, oh, my first sling. And it's like, well, oh, you're a doctor. You should have seen those before, but I don't know. Maybe you're not.
1: I hope you made the maybe sling the better than your drapes.
0: Maybe the tattoos mean he's not. Means he's not a doctor. What about that? Ooh, what do you think he is? Maybe a nurse. Oh, nurse practitioner at best. At <laughs> best, yeah. No one <laughs> <laughs> Uh And then we cut to Charlie. He asks for the dope a third time, and Locke's very disappointed. But a man of his word, he gives it to him. And then Charlie throws it in the fire and burns it. And Locke's mm-hmm. like, "I'm proud of you, boy." I'm not going to lie, I did about half of it.
1: (laughs) Can you keep a secret, Charlie? I'm putting some of the drugs on the board. (laughs) We're all going to be tripping.
0: (laughs) I took half of that diazepam. I'm about to OD.
1: (laughs) I am not a moth. I'm a yeah, butterfly. Yeah, baby. The whole time we turned out that box, just been like court,
0: like oh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, he wanted to keep doing it. Ask him to ask him, Ask me for it another time. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> it's just a bunch of dirt in a bag because he's done it all. He's like, oh, good, good for you, Charlie.
1: Like this is just dirt. <sighs> You're right. It is a dirty habit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and at that moment, he sees the moth, right? And it's a little on the nose. But again, I got I I can't lie to you. I cried again. Cry number two. I this cried, one. I cried too. This one was a, a big one. Yeah. It was like a, like a body moving cry. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it when people come together and support each other. And the fact that Jack is supporting Charlie and then Locke is also supporting Charlie and then Charlie, you know, Charlie supported himself. He rose up. He, yeah. He rose up he, to the challenge. And
0: this is all about choice. He chose to. It's not just because, and I, I agree, it's like narratively, if you just had him run out of heroin, um. It wouldn't have been as effective. And if I can share an overly personal story, you know, I've, I've been incarcerated for short periods a number of times and every time, you know, for theft and drug people stuff. Uh, and, and every time, you know, because I'm, I detox completely physically because I just don't have any drugs in the jail. And then a week or whatever, two weeks later when they let me out, I get high in the parking lot. You know, whoever picks me up has some because they know I want it or whatever. And I choose to start the cycle all over again, even though I'm physically free of it because it's a mental disease. Um, and it's only when I I went through the you know 12 step work and, and other therapies and stuff when drugs were available because I was out as a free man and choosing to be sober. Was it ever effective? You know, mm-hmm. so it's like whenever he got off the island if he just run out of dope while he was there, he would have been right back in day one, you know? Right. So I did I did like the the infl- uh, emphasis on choice yeah. in this episode and uh, the, the fact that they spent the time to do it.
1: And like Charlie had like a double choice,
0: right? Because he chose, hey, I want my drugs back so
1: I can choose to throw it in the fire. Yeah. And that's, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great. But now that brings us to Beach, Please. Beach, Please, guys.
1: It's the segment of the show where I give you some hot tidbit Action, some trivia notes that i have scoured the internet for uh to bring to you just about this episode this is one of the episodes chris that actually has a director's dvd commentary Ooh, a big one i will say not a very helpful one <laughs> uh, the commentary featured damon lindelof dominic monaghan and i think the director whose name i don't have written down for some reason uh, but they're very jovial and jokey uh, to the point where they were like constantly joking which is a fun listen uh, well it is honestly it was kind of weird it was kind of a weird listen kind of I was getting flashbacks you know how our first episode there was that uh Vanity Fair article that came out that was talking about the writer's room being somewhat toxic. Yeah. Some of the jokes that they were coming out with, specifically Damon Lindelof, I was like, oh, man, these aren't necessarily offensive, but I can see where if you're in the right room, you would be okay with going down a path like that. Sure. Kind of an odd DVD commentary, but they were mostly joking, so not a lot of great uh, nuggets of truth to glean from, but there were a couple. Are you ready to- I'm ready, baby. Lay it on me. Lay that, that capital T on me. In the beginning of the episode, when Kate goes to Sawyer to get a battery- do you know what book Sawyer is reading?
0: Uh Huckleberry Finn.
1: No. Uh Watership Down. Oh. Are you familiar with Watership Down? A little bit, yeah. Uh if you guys don't know, it is an adventure novel by English author Richard Adams. It's basically about uh, a family of rabbits in uh uh, uh southern England and The Rabbits, it's, George. It's um very allegorical, metaphorical, uh there was a movie that was made about it an animated movie in the 70s or 80s yeah one
0: that it's destroys kind of children a fucked up story yeah. and,
1: and horrifying it's one of those animated features from like the 80s it's where like you, Brave Little Toaster I I, th- I would say it's worse than Brave Little Toaster but I get your meaning yeah. 100% but yeah uh, he's he's reading Watership Down um, which is about you know the rabbits are escaping the destruction of their home to seek out a new one which mm. is uh kind of relatable on to the him. nose yeah Uh, the origin, Chris, we get to the origin of you all, everybody, Uh, you all, everybody. So the phrase you all, everybody is actually an inside joke, uh, amongst, um, uh, Damon Lindelof, Matt Reeves, JJ Abrams, and a bunch of other people. Like before they made Lost, they would say you all, everybody as a joke while they were editing a film. I believe Matt Reeves, who is the director of the Planet quote, of the Apes trilogy and the Batman most recently. Yeah, uh, I believe I, I believe it originates with him where he was watching the Phil Donahue show in the 90s. And there's an episode of the show where a female audience member said, quote, you all, everybody is acting like it's the stupid people wearing the expensive clothes and they not. And that was just a quote that they found funny, and then they would just say "you all, everybody" to themselves as an inside joke. And um, at one point, Dominic Monaghan and I um, and his personal band approached the writers like, "Hey, we think Charlie's songs should sound like this." And they like mixed it. They were like, "No, that's not the right idea we we're going for." And in the pilot episode, I think there's a point where Charlie well they decided they were going to have a song called you all everybody because they thought that was funny and then the pilot episode Dominic Monaghan like kind of improv humming it (laughs) and so that became the basis of like oh this is what that sound that song is going to sound like so the the emphasis the the origin of you all everybody is from the film down to (laughs) your show
0: I never would have guessed yeah
1: it's such a wild crazy uh uh story to get there um the song itself is modeled by rock and roll from Oasis, which is also, as I mentioned, the inspiration for Drive Shaft as a band, Oasis.
0: So yeah, what, did you think, what do you think of that? That's just a wonder
1: wall of, it, of trivia. It is a wonder wall of trivia. A champagne supernova of information, mm-hmm. you one would say. I'm
0: champagneing. <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> did you catch a moment in the cave when Charlie and Jack were together where Jack asks Charlie,
0: have you been hallucinating? much yes and And, a funny joke where he said i was talking to you except for that time i was talking to you in the forest no yes an hour ago which is when jack was still in the cave hence the joke Mm -hmm.
1: well actually that wasn't supposed to be a joke there actually was a scene that was cut from the episode where charlie is hallucinating and sees jack in the in the forest uh, and he kind of talks to Jack for a second but the scene ends with Jack starting to sing you all everybody to him <laughs> which oh, man. I wish we would have fucking got that so much can you, you imagine all everybody. but like out of breath yeah <laughs> you all <sighs> everybody
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow it works much better as a joke functionally
1: when Charlie is snorting heroin what Dominic Monaghan on set is actually snorting can you guess brown sugar It is brown sugar. Yep.
0: Not the Rolling Stones song, but actual. actual (laughs) And actually, as a former heroin user, it is 100% obviously brown sugar.
1: (laughs) 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 And then uh, Neil Hopkins, who plays Charlie's brother, Liam. Uh, is actually a, is actually younger than Dominic Monaghan, so he's not he would not be the older brother, and he's also an American, which you might have guessed based off his accent. Yes, so that's part <laughs> of the reason the
0: acting's so terrible. Never hire an American to do an accent other than an American. It's always the reverse that it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people complain about like uh, like I can tell that British actor is doing an American accent. It bothers me. I've never once had that feeling ever.
1: The only time I've ever thought that is like maybe when Benedict Cumberbatch first started doing it, but like, yeah, since then he's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah. He's great. I
0: think he's great. He's, but you're right. It's always bloody th- hell. Th- and it's always an American. <laughs> bloody hell, Harry. <laughs> Jeez, I miss bangers and mash. And they're like, stop. It's not the line. I'm just getting into <laughs> character. I'm from, I'm from London. London. There's cities other than London in England because well, of Brexit. I'm from Worcestershire. <laughs> I did the same joke. Did you? Really? Yeah, because later I told you that joke that I said to Seth. And then a couple days later, he said something about London. And I commented, Seth, there's other cities than London over there, like Blurgen, Giegen, uh, cause I <laughs> and like, But it would be pronounced Blester. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. It's very true. Uh, but that concludes this week's edition of Beach Please. Now it's time for our Mile High Club moments, our three favorite moments of the episode. Steve, what's your number three?
1: My number three moment of the episode is the you did this to me scene um, between mm. Liam. Uh, just because I re- it, 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 it's kind of a weird scene like everything involving Liam weird. Like the whole, he's in a sweater vest. He's got glasses. He's like, "Oh, hello, friend. Come on in. I've I've just been doing today's Sudoku. Like all that is weird. But I think I really like what Dominic Monaghan's doing in the scene where he's sure he's he's like so jazz about getting the, the but in band like a back sad, together. It's
0: like it's giving midlife crisis. You know. Yes,
1: and then it's giving when delusional. He, When he finally breaks down, is like, you did this to me. I just loved music. That's all I wanted to do. And now I'm not that person anymore. Like when he kind of goes into that uh, little bit of acting there, like I really feel it. And I and I felt awful for him. And that that's why it's my number three.
0: My number three is when Sawyer is so happy to move into Jack's place and like puts his arm around Kate and stuff. Like, I got your girl too. And like, it's, it's so goofy and brazen. But and I like how Kate plays it too constantly. Like, she's never really that offended. Like, I think she kind of likes Sawyer too, but they're more than that. She's just like used to him, you know? Mm-hmm. She, it's like yeah, a thanks- like, har- He's harmless. It's like, yeah, it's like Thanksgiving when like your grandpa's kind of racist, you know, and you just, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's going to be dead soon. Just ignore <laughs> yeah, what just he, ignore he says. Him. <laughs> Just
1: eat your mashed potatoes.
0: <laughs> it was about states, Anyway, Grandpa. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Steve, what's your number two? My number two is the cocoon story
1: with John Locke. Um, I think Terry O'Quinn and Dominic Monaghan have really good chemistry together. and I, And I love John Locke being this kind of avatar of the island healing people. Uh, belief that he has. And like you said before, like the whole metaphor, he's going down with the moth and the struggle is how nature creates strength. Um, I thought that was really good and appropriate and got to see a cool ass bug.
0: It delivered too, like when he finally got to what he was trying to say and he said, it, he delivered it with such power. Yeah. Um, and it was like it was worth the wait, you know. And I wish I could fabricate that moment in real life. I wish somebody would be patient mm-hmm. when I say something completely random seeming. Mm-hmm. That let me take you on a journey instead of answering your question directly. Um, for that reason, that is my number two as well.
1: We all everybody on number two.
0: Yeah, I wow. loved it. I loved yeah. it. What's your number one?
1: My number one is uh, it's
0: Charlie throwing a stash away. We all everybody. We all everybody. It's, such it's easier a pa- when Matt madison's not here because it, there's only two of us yeah <laughs> so statistically but well, uh, she's in she's in she's with us in spirit i know that when she comes back and tells us her thoughts on this she's gonna be like you all everybody because we all everybody yeah and, and then we're gonna shake hands because what's more powerful in this moment than when charlie seems to make the, the wrong choice and then plot twist throws it in the fire because mm-hmm. you're like oh no he's gonna relapse Right after being a hero and and having this arc. How sad is that? Mm -hmm. He was a metaphorical moth coming out of a cocoon when he came out of the ground. No, no, no. He's completing the arc. He's making a choice. He throws it into the fire. That part of his life is done. He's moving forward. Well, the Seneca in me knows he's got a pocket full of diazepam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just wants lock off his back. I oh
1: got a pen in my pocket. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. other hand's holding a cigarette.
0: I wish. I wonder if he's got any more Smoky Smokes or oh, no. Sawyer's one that smokes, right? Yeah, Sawyer definitely has the Smoky Smokes. But that's it, man. That's my number one as well. But who's gonna be your one. who's your passenger, Princess?
1: God, is it anybody else other than Dominic Monaghan? I'm gonna throw you a curveball. What? It's the priest. It's
0: Josh. Josh Hannaway. Josh Holloway. Holloway. I'm going for Sawyer. You're going for Sawyer. I think he's doing okay. He is. I think he's doing some really subtle work that's effective. Mm -hmm. uh, About a man just kind of resigned to his fate of being an asshole, even though he really does want to be helpful and liked and loved. And who knows how long in his life he's been operating this way? And it's pretty tragic. And I I really appreciate it.
1: I think that's a very good choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, Monaghan does great work. Um, but I think a lot of that stuff again, just didn't work for me. Mostly cause of Liam, uh, and him hamming it, whoever that was, was hamming it up. I'm a rock star and I'm British. And it's like, no, you're not, you're <laughs> neither of those things. You are much more comfortable in the glasses and sweater vest. I can tell. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Just be yourself. <laughs> Speak your truth, King. Uh, anyway, that's my little, it was like a light years, less effective than son and Jen's backstory, you know? Mm-hmm. That was like a wonkar Wai film. Like that was great.
1: But I like it's weird because like I I love Son and Jin's backstory, mm-hmm. but I love Charlie's current story.
0: Yeah, I yeah. agree.
1: Like his current journey on the island. This might yeah. be the first episode where the the journey on the island is more emotionally impactful than the the journey in the back and the flashback. For maybe, sure. Which is an interesting because it's flip. like
0: in the present, it's like oh, what's that boar? Who's the French lady? Uh, that fucking cop's dead. You know. Yeah. Um, Which even that didn't really have that like when Jack had to kill someone was still like, yeah, I don't really like that guy.
1: Yeah, that guy was that was the worst job's worth, you know, it's such a job's worth. (laughs) I need to tell her a secret.
0: Stop it. Uh, Now, finally, it's time for Lost and Found, our final segment where we try to keep track of were any new mysteries added were any of our previous mysteries listed solved. Uh, I do not think, once again, any of them were solved. Am I correct? I believe you are correct. There is one more new mystery, however, and it's who the fuck hit Who Saeed with a stick? Who hit him? Why would they hit his gorgeous hair? I don't know. I can't figure out. It couldn't have been Sawyer, which is the only person you could think to be petty for some weird reason, but I don't even mm-hmm. think he's like that. But because he was shooting off the bottle rocket, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, it could have been Steve or Scott, because we really don't know anything about their motives. Yeah, those guys are sus. Super shady guys.
1: It's the, it's, it's the whoever has a you named in sus. There's Scott, the you name,
0: and Steve. What if it was the priest? Hello. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, the, the impulse is coming out again. I made a choice. <laughs> Making a choice. <laughs> I'm going to hit you on the dogging. <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, that's quite the mystery. Who do you
1: think it is? If you had to like, I don't want to have, if you want to like throw in like a, like a guess, like
0: who do you think actually struck Saeed in the back of the head with a giant stick? The only person that does not want to leave the island is John Locke, but I don't think he would do that. I don't even think he's aware of what they're doing. Right. He doesn't even know of the signal or anything, you know, but he's the only one that's like happy to be there because he can walk. But even then, he would just like when they got rescued, he'd be like, I'm staying. I can't risk not being able to walk when I get back to Australia or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody else. I mean, Jen is unpredictable, I guess.
1: But he was in the uh,
0: the caves. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so Boone you're, you're, was in the caves. You're saying it has to be somebody on the beach. I'm not saying it that has to well I guess I I guess so cuz we saw everybody in the cave helping them out. Shannon It was the woman who pointed at the sky with Shannon.
0: <laughs> yeah, whoever that was. She just like pointed at the sky and hauled ass to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've gone through all the actual like characters we've been introduced to so far. I feel like it has to be a person not Okay, here's my prediction. Okay, all right. It is no one that was in the plane crash. It is an island dweller. An island boy? It is a Frenchman. <laughs> Ooh, a Frenchman. Oh, 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 take my stick.
1: <laughs> a little man with the curly hair. I'm going <laughs> to hit you in the noggin. Triangulate these nuts.
0: <laughs> 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 yes, I think that's what it is. A baguette. But, <laughs> yeah, it was a baguette. It wasn't even it a branch. It wasn't even a
1: branch. Yeah, it was a giant baguette. <laughs> I would break bread over your head.
0: <laughs> you, was that okay that's pretty good
1: <laughs> i love it when you 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 finally work up the nerve to try to do the weird voices i've been doing for months
0: yeah but then it comes like like my bernie sanders that's 20 years older than yours <laughs> i've been i've been fighting on the picket lines too long <laughs> <I'm> very tired <laughs> any so uh that's it that's it for this one though next time join us for episode eight um and beyond and beyond and infinity that's all the time we have for right now we love you all dearly my name is kit laser i guess and i'm steve i guess and this is streaming things i guess happy streaming for sure